Today feels like a loaded topic, and I wouldn't have it any other way. There are a lot of places we can go in this discussion, so if your mind starts turning, don't worry, we'll hit some of those points in later podcast sessions. But today, specifically, we are talking about why women are more likely to give in to the needs of others, often to the point of doing damage to their own physical and mental health. We'll look at what things can be implemented starting now, today, to help overcome those old damaging patterns. It begins at birth, then intensifies when we are little girls. Give your uncle a hug before he leaves. Give grandma a kiss and tell her thank you for the present. Play nice with your friend. The message is constant. Be soft. Accept any unwanted physical touch. Be apologetic, don't make eye contact, don't disappoint. It grows as we age. Girls are expected to hug, kiss, soothe, calm, play nice, share more, and well, be a girl. Girls are more likely to play in confined spaces, and if they do venture into outdoor activities and sports, they are often labeled as tomboys. What does that even mean? The chores they are given at home are more likely to be domesticated housework and caretaking, and they are more likely to be held responsible for emotional support, both from within their families and their peer group. In fact, by the time women move into the workplace, it's estimated that they are held responsible for at least 60% of the emotional labor within their work teams. The condition of feeling responsible for everything doesn't just come from direct outside messaging. Many girls simply observe what the prominent women in their life are doing and then internalize the behavior. By the time women make it to motherhood, most have adopted the belief that being a supermom is the only way to go. A woman who can do it all. Household chores, child rearing, maintaining a career, and well, helping everyone else out too. This idea of supermom has become a social construct of success, and if women can't do it, they feel like failures. If they are doing it, it often leads to burnout, depression, and increased health concerns. Symptoms like high blood pressure, headaches, body pain, hormonal imbalances, and even autoimmune diseases are more likely to express when women are under the constant stress of trying to balance all the facets of their life. In fact, a recent study conducted by Forbes Woman and TheBump.com found that 92% of working moms and 89% of stay-at-home moms feel overwhelmed regularly. Almost as alarming, near 70% of those women say they feel resentful towards their partner due to overwhelming responsibility within work and family dynamics. Understanding why we do what we do is a critical step in breaking the cycle and implementing different choices into our life in order to change not just our old ways, but the ways of society that are no longer working for anyone. Boys and men pay a price too. Gender roles also lock men into feeling as though they can express their emotions authentically, find value in child rearing and household responsibilities, and break the stereotypes of a hardened, testosterone-driven man's man. That's a whole different topic we'll discuss on another day. If you're listening to this, chances are you identify as a woman. Therefore, today, we are going to discuss some steps in the process of unraveling why you might be overdoing it and how you can create a healthier balance in your life 
of doing the things you feel inspired to do, not obligated to do. Number one, let go of guilt. Guilt is one of the lowest vibrations you can settle into. It feels terrible. It's often built on vast untruths. It is instantly halting your ability to express any personal power. And guilt is linked to the sacral chakra, which is all about allowing opportunity, fun, play, and creative expression. If you're stuck in guilt, you're just stuck in life. Likely, you experience a lot of ups and downs energetically, emotional swings, instability. It can be helpful to explore this guilt with an experienced counselor or coach. And if that's not in your wheelhouse, a quicker fix or temporary fix that if you keep doing it may lead to a permanent fix is just to go do something really fun. No excuses. Take a play day or a play hour. If you have kids or a dog, go play at the park, run, laugh, swing, whatever. Pull out a coloring book, play a game, call up some fun friends, whatever it takes. Just be sure you don't feel guilty about doing it. Number two, recognize you deserve. Actually, the opposing or what we would say in energy health is the functional expression of the sacral chakra is the feeling of deservedness. Your life here on planet Earth is reason enough to be deserving. We all get messages throughout our life, either directly communicated or implied, that we don't deserve. As women especially, we begin to believe these lies. That's just what they are, lies. We are innately connected to the same source energy that creates worlds of life. When you allow yourself to tune to your higher inner self, your inner nature of wisdom And belief that says, not in spite of who you are, but because of who you are, you deserve. Well, then you start to allow this process of flow and energy to come to you. The right people and opportunities show up in front of you. The question is, can you see them or not? It's happening all of the time anyway. But if you are so blinded by this idea of you don't deserve to have it all, not do it all, that's what you're working to overcome, but have it all, then you are just simply delaying this beautiful life your higher self has already laid out for you. Number three, acknowledge where you've come from and why you may have learned to do certain things certain ways, but look forward to what you want instead of looking backward toward the unwanted. This is an important step in the process because looking back at something is only going to give you more of that. It won't feel good and it may lead to reactivation of the pattern. We often look back to understand or to justify or validate that same old vibrational frequency that says do for others, not for yourself. Instead, anchor into knowing you have an inherent right to think, feel, and act based on your own guidance. If you don't feel like doing something, don't do it. Get out of the shoulds of it. Simply acknowledge you have the right to put yourself first. How you feel, that comes first. If it feels off, don't do it. If it feels bad, really don't do it. Stop trying to justify in your head with reason and logic. The majority of women I work with say they want better intuition. I can tell you the first thing I say to them is start honoring how you feel. It's the hardest step for most women. 
We've been conditioned almost since arrival to do everything but acknowledge how we feel and what makes us feel safe, comfortable, and truly loved. Number four, believe and know other people are more capable than you think. It's not your responsibility to do it for them. I remember being in relationships when I was younger and getting into these patterns where I was doing all of these things for someone else. Then I was battling this thought process of, I know you can do it yourself before, or I know you did it yourself before you met me. And I know you will, can do it again or will do it again after we end. So why can't you do it now? What I wasn't realizing at the time was that I was still running the program of when I do for others, that equals love and value for myself. I would start the relationship out by doing all these wonderful things. At least I thought they were. Let me help you with your laundry. Let me cook for you. Let me clean that so you can go do whatever it is that you need to do. Then after a while, I'd get settled into this relationship and all of a sudden be recognizing I'm pulling all of the weight in the duo. I'd become angry, resentful, and feel like a martyr until one day, well, not one day, it was a series of events set in motion by my strong desire to create balanced relationships that led me to the realization that I was the one creating these situations by doing all of these things for others that in reality, they could do themselves. So I stopped doing that. And when I stopped doing that, I stopped attracting people into my life that just expected me to give up pieces of myself to make their life easier. The chances that you've grown up from a young age taking on a lot of responsibility for others and doing it well also signifies that others can do the same. So it's not that people can't do it. It's just that we as women often feel like we need to do it or have to do it. The thing I love most about allowing others to do it themselves and solve their own problems, relying on their inner strength while forming their own self-confidence of capability, is that it frees not only you, but it frees them. It's like the best example of the Chinese proverb, if you give a man a fish, he eats for a day, but if you teach a man to fish, he eats for a lifetime. Number five, set new expectations of value. This is the most important step and maybe the only one that matters. Today, decide how you want to be valued. For me, it goes like this. I am valued because I am me. That easy. There doesn't have to be anything else involved. Every single person on this planet is a unique expression of source energy. It's like the saying, we are all children of God. What that really means is we all come from the same place with the inherent gift of value running through us every moment of every day. Everybody. There's nothing else to it. So decide today that your value is you. You are valuable for exactly who you are. In the upcoming days, I offer you a gentle urging to recognize those places you are feeling out of balance, off kilter, or overwhelmed, and begin to ease out of them by saying, not right now. I'll have to think about it. It's not right for me at this time. I don't feel like it. No, no thank you. Maybe later or maybe another time. You don't need to explain why. It's nobody else's business. Don't make an excuse or a white lie. Just be honest, 
authentic to yourself and say, listen, I'm working on how I feel right now and making myself happy. So I'll catch you later when I'm clearer about what fits into that and what doesn't. I hope this has helped you here today as you ponder, contemplate, and initiate ways to regain your personal power through the action of only doing things that you feel lined up with from a place of joy, safety, power, security, whatever it is today that you need to feel good about your life and who you are. I'd love to hear from you. So visit me on Instagram, Erica D. Page, or Facebook, Erica Dom Page. I'm your weekly host, Erica Dom Page, and you've been listening to Modern Mania, an education and ideas podcast helping women, children, and families live the best version of their lives. I'll see you back here next week as we talk about one of my favorite topics, how to connect to your spiritual guides.